Hey ladies, welcome to the Yas and Amen podcast, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscelis Dominguez. Let's get it. Hey friends, here is another teaching episode. So if you are new to this podcast, there will be conversations that I have with guests. There will be Selah meditations, which are Bible-based meditations. And then there's sometimes where I just teach, where I just encourage you and equip you on a topic or something in regards to God's word. And today it's the idea of what God's word tells us not to do. I know we talk a lot about what God's word tells us to do, but let's also talk about what God's word tells us not to do. Now, obviously I am not touching on every single thing in the Bible that God's word tells us not to do, but actually particularly one thing. And so we're going to talk through quite a bit of scripture. So if you want to get your Bible out, get it out. I'm also going to read the whole thing so you can do that too. But we're going to actually start with reading the scripture. And what we're reading today is in Matthew 13. I am reading from the ESV version. Y'all probably like, what? what? <laughs> I usually do the CSB, but I'm going to do the ESV today just for kicks. Uh, so let's start here. Matthew 13. So if you don't already know, this is the parable of the Sawyer. Maybe you've heard it a million times. Maybe you're a Christian that's heard it a million sermons around it. And you're like, all right, I'm done with this episode. Like I don't need to hear any more else, but maybe you do, right? Because God's word is living and active. So no matter how many times you've heard this or you've never heard it, there's something new that the Holy spirit can minister to you in this time. So I encourage you to stick around and stay. Because so much of our life as Christians is that we would do what God is guiding us and teaching us to do, but also that we would not do certain things, right? So let's walk through this again. um, This is the parable of the sawyer. A parable is sawyer, (laughs) the parable of the sower. So a parable is really just a story that is communicated in sometimes a way that seems complicated or seems different, but Jesus was being very intentional with ministering to the people in those times that they would understand parables. And we too... We can also, but uh, sometimes maybe we need some more support. But what I love about the parable of the sower is that it's pretty straightforward. Like it's not one of those parables that you're like, oh, wow, this is so this is so metaphorical or so this is so, you know, deep. Like it's actually pretty straightforward. So let's start with Matthew 13. I'm going to read verses one to nine. And it said that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea and great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. The whole world crowd stood on the beach and he told them many things in parables saying, a sower went out to sow and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path and the birds came down and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. I love how verse nine is just like, he who has ears, let him hear. Like he just said all this super poetic deep stuff. And then my man said, he who has ears, let him hear. Amen. This is the point of this episode. He who has ears, let him hear. And so what this is telling us not to do, is to just be hearers, which we'll get to in a second. Now we're going to go into verse 10. And this is actually pretty different because most parables don't really have an explanation followed up with it. It's just the parable. And then Jesus keeps it moving. 
But this top part in verse 10, 10 to about um, 17, it actually explains the purpose of parables, which I think think is just really cool. So I'm going to read this as well. We're not going to stay too long in this, but I think it's really important and powerful that it even just lives in here because that tells us something. So verse 10 says, then the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them to you. It has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, it has not been given for the one who has more will be given and he will have an abundance from the one who has not, even when he has what he will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says you will indeed hear, but never understand. And you will indeed see, but never perceive for this people's heart has grown dull with their ears. They can barely hear and their eyes. They have closed lest they should see their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and would heal them. And I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For truly, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. So we're hearing a lot of senses being used here, right? That people are hearing and not hearing and seeing and not seeing. So this is really important as we navigate through this ending part of these scriptures of Matthew 13, because it's so much about hearing. Okay, I'm going to read now verse 18. Like I said, this whole Matthew 13, and it goes into other scriptures, uh, other parables too, but the very beginning of Matthew 13 starts with a parable. Then Jesus explaining the purpose of the parables because the disciples asked and then him explaining the actual parable he just explained. So the parable of the sower explained here, then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself. He endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, another sixty, and another thirty. Woo, there's a lot here, but I'm only going to talk for a few more minutes. <laughs> so this is just really simple. It is simple, but it's also so powerful and big and mind blowing, right? Because what Jesus is telling us here not to do is not to just be hearers of his word, to not just be seers of the active miracles and not believe and not act on it, right? And this can apply to so many things, right? So let's give an example of justice, right? We can hear of an injustice and literally not do anything, or maybe even, unfortunately, not feel anything. This is actually problematic, right? Because then it just becomes performative justice, but it actually when we don't feel or do anything about injustice, then there's a disconnect between us and God's heart, 
right? And, and, and a lack of conviction. And so we become then just hearers of something and not doers of it or sowers of it. Uh, but I want to go into, and that was just an example. What I want to go into verse by verse, especially between 18 and 20 um, in Matthew 13. So 18 starts with, hear then the parables of the sower. When anyone hears the word of kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what's sown, this what was sown along the path. Here God is saying, and here which Jesus is communicating, is that what we have heard can easily be snatched away from us, y'all. It actually can easily be snatched away. And so we actually have to place it in good and grounded soil. Consider what you have heard to be a seed. Let's say you just put it at the cusp of your ear. If a wind blew away, blew by you, then it would come out of your ear. But if it was deeply rooted into your ear, then someone would have to take it out. This is what he is saying. He is saying we have to deeply root what we have heard God say, both in the written word, but also even things that he has communicated to us throughout our life. Verse 20 says, as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account for the word, immediately he falls away. This is the new believer. This is the person who has just came back to Christ or just gave their life to Jesus. And I think about that was me. That was probably many of you who are hearing this, that those who immediately receive the, the word and immediately hear the word, they are rejoiceful, but they have no root yet. And it's because we have not been in the word. Probably we have not been rooted into God's good truth, right? So it's not even just being saved is enough to be protected from what the enemy wants to snatch away. And it's not, and it's not enough to be grounded in God's word just to be saved, right? Although salvation is a very big deal. Then verse 22 says, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. And so this is for the Christian who perhaps, and you know, I fall into this a lot, right? Of just like weariness and struggling to love the church and struggling to see evil and pain and injustice in the world and stay grounded in what I believe and actually have hope in Christ. And so this is actually a warning. God is saying, do not let your weariness, do not let your doubts, do not let um, what you see with your visible eyes in the world and the things that are going on to be what grounds you and what you water your seeds with. Because we can be in the word, we can do all these things, but if we are focused so much on those things that we don't stay grounded in the truth, then we will lose hope. Then we will be people who prove unfruitful. Then we will be people who perhaps choke at deceitfulness or um, in issues of the world. And verse 23 says, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case, a hundredfold in another 60 and another 30. This is it y'all. This is what we get to not do. We get to not just be hearers of the word, but we get to be hearers who understand it and, and understand it so deeply and well that we water it well, that we give it sunlight because then it will bear fruit. No 
I'm not a full-time gardener. I do have some plants. <laughs> but from my understanding and my experience with plants is that no seed I have ever planted will grow if I don't give it sunlight, water, and maybe even some other additional support, right? And so we can try to hear what is the instruction to try to care for seeds. I can understand the whole structure of how to make seeds be fruitful but if i'm not actually doing the thing then the seed will remain a seed then i will remain not being a sower but just a viewer of the seed i don't want to be a viewer of the seed i don't want to be a hearer of how seeds grow i want to bear fruit and see the seed grow into a tree or grow into a plant so what god's word is telling us not to do is not to just be hearers to not just be people who scroll Instagram and see posts that are encouraging and keep it moving. To not just do a daily devotional and never repent and never experience conviction. To not just hear the Bible and audible and never actually sit and touch the paper Bible and read it for what it is without distractions. He is inviting us to not be just hearers, but hearers who do something with what they've heard. I really hope that this encourages you to stay grounded in the truth of who God is because the world will continue to spin. The world will continue to unravel. The world will continue to have different thoughts and opinions, but God's truth remains the same. And that's really beautiful and powerful when it comes to being hearers of God's word, because that means we will be hearing different things. His message is the same. And so I would love to invite you to consider on how you can grow into this even more. I'm actually hosting a conference this summer in New York City. This is my hometown, and I would love to have you come here to just be able to do this well. We have all been given a seed, God's word. It is true, beautiful, convicting, grace-filled, and alive. It's ancient and mysterious, but seeds don't grow immediately. Some actually don't grow at all. They need to be placed in the right place to be fruitful, in good soil. Just having the seeds of God's truth in our hearts and minds is not enough. The seeds need to be sown in good soil to see its fruit. This is how we become fruitful. God's word says we are free in him, yet some of us seem to still be in bondage. God's word says, love your neighbor, but how are we still in these divisive stances and scripture wars? God's word says you were made in his image. So how do we still not see the goodness when we look in the mirror? God's word says he'll comfort us in our grief. So why do we still feel alone? God's word says his word is true and living. So why do we still seek outside outer sources? God's word says spread the gospel. So how do we still remain quiet about our beliefs around specific people? God's word says what is true. Why do we seek to find our own truth? God's word says how we should live. So why do we allow our feelings to dictate our decisions? What he has said is still true. When he spoke it to the original Bible writers and now, but we live in a time where distractions can hinder the quality of the soil our seeds are sown in. This can turn our soil unhealthy, unhelpful, and unstable. The way forward is sowing, surrendering, and Selah. Surrender all the religious ideologies and pass sin. Selah and amplify his voice and commandments above all else. And sow the truth of his word in our lives where he has planted us. As it is written, 
in Matthew 13, 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who has heard the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Let's make the time to gather and be empowered among other leaders who are working through what God's word says about disappointment, grief, justice, deconstruction, body image, faith, conviction, spiritual warfare, barriers, and more. During Sower Summit, you will hear from Lisa Fields, Ashley Abercrombie, Alexandra Hoover, Preston Perry, Tiffany Bloom, Yana Janae, Faith Yuri Cho, Priscilla Dominguez, Brenna Blaine, Bethany Ricks, Ariana Rivera, and so many more. This is an equipping experience designed to ignite sowers on the path of not just hearing God, but abiding in his word in their everyday life for a heaven on earth impact. Join us at the Sower Summit in New York City in summer of 2023 for a time of biblical teaching, multilingual worship, active serving, scripture-based meditations, sisterhood, testimonies, prayer, and so much more. Would love to have you, friend. Bring a friend. All the information is in the show notes. As of today, the pre-sale tickets are live to our email list. So if you're not already on that, get on it today so you can get access to those pre-sale tickets that give you a $70 discount. Would love to have you and host you in New York City. Y'all, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply something you either learned or heard to your continued growth on your faith journey. I invite you to study more on the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action. Share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a rate or review and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Meet us next time for another episode and if you don't already, follow us on Instagram following at PD or at we.r.fool to learn more about our growing community and get connected with us.